0: Welcome to Terry Messenger's Genius Zone. Are you a passionate person who wants to stand out in your field and become an iconic leader who thrives within your Genius Zone? Here on this show, I interview people who are heart-centered and passionate about serving the world with an outstanding presence. I will demonstrate here how to tap into your infinite God-given gift and platform your limitless potential to create a world-class business. Hello, hello and welcome to Terry Messenger's Genius Zone and this is the place and the space where we bring powerful information to you, where we bring business owners, leaders, healers, coaches, and those people who are really called to do their magic in the world. And so as you're listening, just sit back, relax, grab yourself a drink. And with no further ado, I'm going to bring on board a very, very special lady. This lady is a master's, she's been involved in master's level mental health therapy for years, and she's come in onto the online business, and she understands that for every single business to succeed, it all starts here. And in case you're listening to this, it all starts right within you, in your mind, in your body, and your soul. So, her motto is a business is only as strong as the woman who owns it. And I couldn't agree more. So, with no further ado, I introduce to you the beautiful Dala DiAconto. Hello, Dala. Hi, Terry. Thank
1: you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And whereabouts are you? Um, I'm in Northeast Pennsylvania. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. You're right over the other side of the world. I love how we can just (laughs) connect with anyone and everyone around the world. That is just so powerful. So, you know, obviously you were involved in mental health for so long. You must have seen a lot in your time. You know, what inspired you to move from, you know, mental health work into the arena of
1: obviously helping women in business so as a mental health therapist yes we work a lot with the past with trauma and healing and i noticed for me that I was having a hard time seeing the patients I was working with struggle. What I really loved was just seeing them flourish. And as soon as I could get them over some of those obstacles through their trauma and help them recognize what was activating them, they were more aware of their triggers and they were ready to put down the defense mechanisms and make some real changes, some real growth i just felt so inspired by what i was seeing in front of me that transformation was incredible and to recall how they felt and the behaviors they were demonstrating when they first walked through my office that initial evaluation up to the day of discharge it is such an incredible transformation and realizing that goal setting decision making I take it in business now as leadership skills, but confidence building, um, communication skills, watching them develop these skills and apply it to their specific goals and then go off to create their own dreams and make this life that they could truly love. It was just the most amazing feeling for me. And I had realized that The only thing I don't love about therapy was I was doing it on a one-to-one basis and I could only help so many people when my time was capped in that way. So by going into the online space and starting a business, I can reach so many more people, um, specifically women. And the reason my heart is really in it for helping women do this is because as a therapist, I have seen so many women be mistreated, um, feeling that they cannot leave situations that they really wanted to because they did not have the financial means to do so. So my mission is to help women get to this point where they can create a freedom-based business so that they can have their power back and create this life that they love.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. And I'm just going to go back a little bit to where you did start. Um, So when people came to see you and you were obviously consulting with them one-on-one, what was the typical problems that these people were facing? What was like the the most, if you were looking for a theme, what was the main problems that you were dealing with?
1: Um, If I'm going to just take diagnoses out of it and look at it across the board as I would call it a core schema, I would say it's a big fear of being yourself, just putting yourself out there unapologetically who you are. I saw a lot of beautiful personalities downplaying themselves keeping themselves very small because they were afraid of abandonment Um, they thought if they were themselves people would no longer like them Um, some of them were afraid of success they knew inside of them they were capable of more but they were afraid of what that more looked like so they kept themselves in their comfort zone Um, so i would just say that confidence to really be their most authentic self
0: yeah it's interesting you know because I know when I was in clinic, because before I came in the online space, you know, I had started off as a NLP practitioner, then moved to a trainer, NLP trainer, where I began certifying and then went into stage presentation, which I absolutely loved. And then I went probably in 2011, I went over to Sydney and studied to be a clinical hypnotherapist. So, predominantly, what the model looked like in clinic is people would come to me with problems. They would come to me because they were depressed. They would come to me because they were living in fear. They would come to me because they had some eating disorder or they were, you know, that have a habit they couldn't break. But no one really, when I look back to where I began, No one ever came in, sat down on the chair and said, hey, Terry, I just want to remove all of my limitations, all of my fears. And I just want to soar like an eagle and totally move into my zone of genius so I can be the greatest business person on the planet. The way it looked, and I'm not sure what it was like for you because I'm very interested to know this, um, is that they'd come in, they'd sit down and they'd say, I'm depressed. So my immediate answer would be, well, pleased to meet you, depressed, I'm Terry. (laughs)
1: Because,
0: you know, one of the things that people start assuming that they are their parts, you know, and, you know, that's a really big thing. So my question to you, Dala, is, did they come in with a specific mission like they wanted to
1: accomplish or did they come in with the problem? I would say it's a 50-50 split between coming in with the mission of I want to feel better, but not quite knowing what better would look like for them. And then Mm -hmm. the other half of that is I have all of this history and this is what's happened to me and I don't believe it can get better and I'm just here to see what you can do to help me if anything. Um, so something that I often would do is yes, how you had mentioned that they would identify with their, their story. And it was all about rewriting that narrative. And I would often tell them, what do you want out of therapy? Let's set goals and a, a big goal. I just wanna be happy. I want to feel confident. Um, I want better relationships. And I would tell them, okay, so to get what you want, I think this is what you need as I got to know them better, of course, learned about their core schema and what was activating that. Um, And I would tell them to get what you want, this is what you need. And I very much apply that to my business success coaching as well, because the online space is selling a lot of this is what you want, this is what you want. But to get what you want, it takes a lot of inner work to get there. And I don't quite yes. like know if they're addressing that inner work as much as they should or could to truly become the business owner that they are capable of becoming.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean and especially because starting out in the therapy model, um, what I happen to notice, which is why this podcast is called Terry Messenger's Genius Zone, is you know that what would happen in clinic, is that they would come in really with their problem. They would come in wanting to get rid of their problem. They were so problemified, for want of a better word, that they couldn't even see the future of something that was lavish and great and luxurious and incredible. And what I saw over 10 years in clinic, because it was 10 years in clinic and it's five years online now, So it's coming up six, actually. So what I saw over 10 years in clinic is that, you know, we move them fast. You know, I do a lot of the biohacking. I'll go into your process um, soon. But a lot of the, you know, the subconscious work, you know, neurolinguistic programming, releasing trauma, hypnosis, where it didn't matter whether they were asleep or awake, they would be able to really go directly to that part of their brain where they could make rapid change. And what was happening is it was like they were tapping into their higher frequency. They were tapping into something that was beyond anything they'd ever experienced. So they were like removing the fog, taking away the scales off their eyes. And then they come in and for their follow-up session, and they'd say something to me usually like, you're never going to believe this. And usually what would follow is that they would find their aspirations and they would find their voice. They would activate their success. Men would go out and make more money because that was predominantly the masculine um, energy, and women would find their voice and their confidence and who they were. So that's when I discovered that when people were unleashed, they discovered their God-given calling. And so by the time I came online, it was all about operating within your zone of genius. Now, with that story, what I'm going to ask you now, I'd like to go really deep with you. Um, Like if I look at my beginnings, I came in, Um, originally to become a practitioner, to do NLP, not because I thought I was going to be who I am today, but because I wanted to clear my life. I'd led a life of a lot of self-doubt. I had up and down moments of sadness and and because of the the riddling self-doubt that I had, I had no confidence and really um, shrunk myself quite incredibly and felt helpless, lost, and, you know, in that dark space. So for me, I mean, you know, just coming out was just the most incredible thing. That doesn't sound too good, does it? (laughs) But, you know, I mean, really, it meant that I was kind of lifting the lid off my gold mine um it was lifting the lid so what inspired you that would be my question like when you became like going back to the mental health um when you decided i'm going to study this what inspired you
1: um so i actually began college as a theater major (laughs) so i was not inspired to do mental health And I often will say that I came into mental health a little bit by accident. I believe it chose me (laughs) because you have to take all those gen eds and psychology, intro to psychology was one of my favorite classes. I loved it so much. And then I just wanted to take more of it. Um, And then I had also realized that I can still be involved in theater and major in psychology and why can't I have both? Um, being multi-passionate is something that I have always identified as. And sadly, society often will tell us, choose one thing. Um, so at that age of 18, I did what everyone does. I chose one thing. And then I realised, no, I need to start with one thing and then master it and then move you on. And add you something. If
0: you had a, let's just pretend uh-huh. for a moment that you really blew up the theatre side of things. What would have that looked like? Hmm. <laughs> I never really thought of it that way. <laughs> so that's why, I did. That's why you're here, so I, we can really dig deep and find out. You know, if if it had a, your wildest dreams had have evolved out of that, what would have that looked like? Yeah.
1: My goal ultimately was to be more on the business side of things, so I likely would have gone into more of a production and directing side of the theater. Um, I did also have a dance background, um, a music background, and I was very interested in just getting out there in that business way. Um, I loved writing monologues um, for people to audition. I enjoyed writing. I would enjoy doing some stage management work, kind of just covering it all a little bit.
0: Wow. You know, this is the part where every coach, I mean, even coaches and healers that have actually been around longer than myself, I go deep because the zone of genius is really my zone of genius, really bringing people out. So, you know, when I look at um, and listen to your story, um, what I'm hearing is that for you, if that had have really blown up, you would have been like a producer. You would have been like that person writing the actual um, the scripts, Right. And can you see, now this is the part where I'm going to go back to what you just said before when you said everybody says you've got to do one thing. I don't actually agree with that. And this is primarily why I've asked you this question and why I've wanted to go deep. Because (laughs) there are gold nuggets within what you um, have displayed, have become part of what, you know, your life, even dance, I came from stage, I did dance, I loved writing stories. So I've got a very similar foundation to you. And if someone had said, Terry, would you like to be an actress or a life coach? I would have gone actress any day of the week. Um, In fact, being an actress would be so tempting for me that if I had to choose one or the other, I'd have a hard time. Um, deciding. That's how much, you know, so, you know, I don't hear me underestimating it for you as a business coach leader, because what I see is all of your talents and your gifts, e.g. the producer, the writing of scripts, you can see how that's the writing of offers, you can see how the even the entertainment and music. Um, you know, I would say to you, if you were, you know, on my in the elite crowd, where what we do is we we really take some of the world's best coaches, healers, and leaders, and we find out what their gold nuggets are, and we tell them because you know yourself, Dala. Um, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this, that there are a lot of coaches out there. Yeah. It's a huge space. So, you know, to become iconic mm-hmm. is really that's the gold and I'll just give you a little example by bringing it back to myself and that is that um, and this comes back to your theory too you know, with a business is only as strong as the woman who owns it. And that is that, you know, when I first came online, because I would built a six figure plus business in clinic, I'd already had the success. I'd already been there. So I thought coming online was going to be a walk on, in the park. Yeah, boy, oh boy, was I in for a rude shock. And then all these people online that are coaches, you know, because they've got a product or they've got this or they've got that. I mean, people can call themselves whatever they want. But it was a point of my own grr, where I would see very, I guess, just people flippantly using that word coach. And you know, that was that was a bone of contention for me, a real bone of contention, because, you know, I've gotten over that now. But you know, there were some people that um, that were very business minded. and I and you know one of the things that I, I did was I spent thousands and thousands of dollars learning from other business coaches. Mm-hmm. And it was frustrating. You know, I yeah. would be overwhelmed. And you know I, and this was what developed my um, my team my mission because it was my anger, my frustration. Um, And look, I'm I'm sorry to say this, but I'm sure you've had these moments because you have got a lot of um, credibility and experience behind yourself as a coach. You know, there's a lot of solid work that you've done with people. And, you know, so I'd get these moments where I'd go, I can help people more than that person who's just charged me $30,000 to know how to run a business. I can shift people more than that. And all that I'm left with is feeling traded. So, you know, this is, this is part of the thing. And a lot of these coaches were saying, you don't have to dance on TikTok. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And they'd sort of tell you what to do and what not to do. Yeah. And what I came to know is that yes, everyone needs a system. You need a system. Mm -hmm. I developed a system. And that system is just that's, that's, but, but that's the invisible structure. But it is the magic of you yourself. And the greatest thing I ever did was I threw out. All the templates of going, I've got to do this every day. I've got to post five times every day. I've got to send, you know, five emails a week. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And getting so lost in the administration that my magic drowned. So the moment, Darla, I allowed my theatrical part to come out, my acting part to come out my creative part to come out and my God-given gift as you have to come out, that's when everything changed. Would you be able to just perhaps I'll give you the stage now, but, you know, if you were going to be um, talking with a woman who really wants to, um, you know, really take her business to the next level. Would you be able to share three, you know, secrets or three recommendations, or it doesn't have to be three, it can be more or less, um, guidelines to give to these women that may be listening and will be listening um, so that they can really come into their own and build a beautiful business? And I'm going to actually give you the stage.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So what I would tell a woman that is interested in scaling her business is that my framework, it's that three-piece framework of self, skills, and strategy. So I would tell her one piece from each. Um, There are multiple pieces in each if you were to do one of my programs. However, with self, I would tell her rediscover and reconnect with your most authentic self. Um, If you're looking to start this business, it's important to get out there and get started, really getting it started. That's the hardest part because we often like to wait till it's perfect or we have the right idea. So just doing it, taking inspired action. But once she gets out there and then she can self-assess a little bit and say, this worked, this didn't, or I enjoyed this and I did not enjoy this. I would say rediscover, do a lot of journaling and inner work and connect with the things that you loved the most. I like to go back to childhood. Because if you look at what did you love as a child, it's because that is something that deeply connected with you. And that is where my theater part does come into it and dance. I loved it when I was little. And if I know why I loved it, it was because I got to be with all the other kids. It was a lot of fun. Um, And I just got to be me. You know, I got to just run around on stage especially with improv that was always a lot of fun and just be my most authentic self i got to express myself unapologetically so when you don't have those boundaries and those limitations with the fear of what is everyone gonna think what are they gonna say you can shine so bright and that's where your magic is going to come from we often talk about you know the niche and and niche down and niche down and i think If you niche down so much, you're focusing so much on that person you're looking to serve that you're forgetting to also focus on that point of difference that makes you so desirable to that person. They need to be split in half. Yes, you need to niche down and have a specific ICA, but you also need to recognize that point of difference. And that point of difference, in my opinion, as a coach, is one of the most important things that you can establish. So I would really refine her point of difference. I would double check that she's doing the things that are most important to her in her business. She's truly aligned with her mission. We would review core values. Um, Then I would move her into the skills section. And in skills, I cover a lot, but I think if she is a woman who is looking to grow in business and she already has a little bit of a business going and maybe those 5K or less months and she's looking to scale, I would say, let's talk about leadership skills. Um, And with the leadership skills, I would tell her building a team, building a team and communicating effectively with a team. Because once you get that team on board, you want that system to run like this well-oiled machine. You don't want it to be messy because that is just going to cause more stress for you and As my motto is, a business is only as strong as the woman who owns it. If you are feeling stressed, your business is not going to perform at its best. So build a team, refine that team, refine your communication skills. Absolutely self-assess throughout that process, but have your team assess you as well. It's important to remember that just because you are the CEO of your business, you are not the expert at every single thing. Nobody can be. And that is why you hire these professionals. They're the experts in what they do. So listen to them. My belief is a real leader knows when to be quiet and when to listen. So I feel that that is also an essential skill is the communication piece of leadership. Um, Something else that I would take her through when we get into strategy would be, I, I would probably touch on both because I can't pick which one I would think would be more important. So I would talk about systems and workflows. And I would also talk about goal setting and action planning effectively, making sure that we have a burnout proof plan, making sure that along with this plan, we also have a little bit of a backup plan. So if this doesn't happen, what what comes next? What do we do? Because we don't want to panic when life happens as it will and things don't go exactly as we had planned for. As for the workflows... Just as you had mentioned, Terry, about feeling like the admin tasks really starting to weigh on you. And yes, of course, hiring a team could help with that because someone could take that off of your plate. You still have to oversee everything and it does get exhausting. So, having workflows and systems in place makes a huge difference. So, I would suggest the goal setting and the workflows as the um, part of it that we're going to focus on for strategy because then she has a long term vision in mind. Something I like to focus on a lot is sticking to your mission. It is so easy to get the shiny object syndrome, Um, see someone else doing something new, and it looks amazing, and they're getting great results with it. That's awesome. Wish her well and continue on your path. Because if you try to take that and make it your own, you may not be being the most authentic. And if you are, I like to look at it as a road. If you're walking down the road, and then you kind of step off to the side here, and then get back on the road, and then step off to the other side, and then get back on the road, you are not going to get to your destination. You're going to wander in circles. And I know that's not the popular thing to hear. I know people don't really like to hear that piece of it. I'm all for trying new things, but there's a time and a place to try new things. And you are not going to reach the desired results that you have in mind for your business if you don't have a clear plan and you stick to that plan. Wow! Wow! I would say that wow. Pretty much wow, sums up um, what I would give as some advice.
0: <laughs> that is. That was. That was absolutely. That was just so amazing, and you know, I just think that that um, for anybody out there that is listening in, I cannot agree more, and I do love the fact also that you have mentioned that, um, you know, you've got to listen to your team. You've got to really have those people that you put your trust in and you've got to trust that they know there's things. If they don't know things better than you about what they're doing, you need to reconsider who's on that team. (laughs) So the fact is that you want them to know more than you and you want them to be better than you so listen, yeah, communication. And, you know, I always say, you know, like the other day, it's interesting because only about a week ago, um, somebody asked me the question, Terry, if you could go back, I mean, not 15 years to when I began in as a, a clinical hypnotherapist and um, NLP trainer, but if you could start again five years ago to where you first came online, what would you do? What would you tell yourself? And I thought, wow, mm, that's really interesting. Now, the first answer I gave that I did think about a lot was I'd build a team. But you know, my husband, he's a chiropractor, but he's also got a very high IQ and he thinks very differently. And sometimes he sees things that I don't see, which is good. That's that's I guess the yin and the yang. And he said to me, how would have you known what team to actually develop, though? And what that told me was it was so true. I mean, you know, one of the one of the people that are in my uh, space, she's come on board especially to put a team in place so that the team can do all those things for her, and so she can roll out her beautiful gift as a leader and a healer and have all of that done but just rewinding back when she came on board she'd gone into a program where she paid a lot of money and then was given a a VA that didn't know uh, that I mean they knew what they were good at but she had to tell them what to do and how she wanted it done. And really, in a nutshell, there was a lot of time wasted because she didn't know. So I guess really we, you know, when you are going along and you're finding someone like Darla or like myself who already knows what the team strategies are, you can save a lot of time and a lot of money by coming on board And just knowing how to set up, what to set up, all the things to implement. And then to to bring your magic gift out so that you are, you know, you are number one in your field. You are iconic in your field. So now the question is, if people want to get in touch with you and they want to be consulted by you, Um, where would we send them? Like, uh, what would be the best place? Sure.
1: Um, So my website, which is currently being built, but I would like them to still have the address. It is uniquelyeverafter.com. Uniquely Ever After is the name of my company because the mission is to help women create their own happily ever after on their own terms. Um, I would also advise them to check out my email, darladiacunto at uniquelyeverafter.com. They're always welcome to email me and my Instagram handle is uniquely ever after.
0: Beautiful. I love that. So, yes, um, that is exactly where you can find this beautiful lady. So th- I could talk to you all day because I, I cannot agree <laughs> with you more about your mission and even your the foundation of where you came from and, you know, the theatre and uh, like I'm Like, wow. And uh, (laughs) all I can say is, you know, uh, bring it all in and, you know, reveal it because you've said yourself in, you know, the beautiful tips that you've given here today that, you know, being authentic and really being you is what is going to call your dream client in and, you know, have this beautiful journey um, where they can just come right out and be living um, their best life and having such an aligned and congruent business. So thank you so much, Dala. Is there any last words that you would say that maybe we haven't spoken about that might be brewing before we, we go?
1: Um, A final thing that I would like to say for your listeners is definitely to focus on that concept of growing yourself as the business owner. I am all for strategy and business tactics. It's essential, you need to know this stuff. But it really is true. Um, You can only grow as far as that inner growth. So if that inner growth is halted or there's something holding you back, you could have all the business strategy in the world. It is not going to move you forward. So my goal for you would be do your inner work, get a mindset coach, develop those leadership skills, focus on the entrepreneur behind the business. And that business, I promise you, will grow as a result of that.
0: I love that. It's a little bit like a fish, isn't it? You take a fish out of a tank and put it into a a pond or a lake, it's going to grow so much bigger because of the environment. So, yeah, you know, don't don't lock yourself into this kind of confined space. Grow yourself, expand yourself and watch that, you know, your business just totally take off. Well, thank you so much, Dala. If you could wait backstage... And um, I'll just finish my show and uh, I'll be with you in just a moment. But thank you so much for your beautiful time and so many gold nuggets here.
1: Thank you so much. I was so happy to be on with you.
0: Wow, wow, wow. So now you know where to go. You'll also find the link for Darla. Um, If you're looking at this on my website or on the podcast, you will find Dala's link. So that's it for our show this week. And I would like to say if you have a Zona Genius and you would like to really bring it out and you'd like to share it on the show, why not go over to my website, terrymessenger.com. You can also find it in the bio on the platforms of social media, both Facebook and Instagram. Or maybe you would like to know, what your zone of genius is. So you can book that call and I will give you 30 minutes of free gold nuggets. And if you would like to speak here on this show, we would love to spotlight your business. So that's all I've got for now. And uh, until next week, have a great week. See you soon. Thank you for listening to our show. And if you want to know how to tap into your zone of genius or if you have a gift that you want to platform to the world, go to my website, terrymessenger.com. And where it says Elite Crown Master Key, click on book a free discovery session and we will map out your road to success.